God's grace, God's peace be with you in this new year. Context. The story of Matthew reveals Jesus' followers who have boarded a boat. They've gone to the other side of the lake at Jesus' request. Jesus had a little cleanup business to do because he'd been visiting with several thousand people. Needing some time alone, Jesus wanders off of the shoreline, having sent the disciples on the boat and on their way, and he wanders off to pray for a while. He assures the disciples as they go that he will join them soon. Early that morning, a storm blew in. The boat carrying the disciples was being battered and twisted and whacked from side to side. And Jesus arrives at the boat, walking on the water. The disciples were terrified. Was this a ghost? Was this an apparition? Was this their mind's eye playing tricks on them? They were so afraid they desperately wanted to see Jesus. Our sacred text from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, beginning at verse 27, reads this way. But Jesus quickly spoke to them, Have courage, it is I, do not be afraid. I have in my ear the sound of Jesus' voice. I can remember from a very young age the sound, the timbre, the tone of that voice of Jesus. It is the sound of a kind and steady heart. The sound a voice makes when all around you the world is getting beaten and battered, thrown this way and that, terrified, unhinged and adrift. And then there's a voice kind and steady heart. I have heard this voice in my ear many times. Sometimes it's just a voice, but sometimes that voice is accompanied by a touch or a gesture. And that voice comes off of your lips into my ears. And while different each time, I know that sound, it is the sound of Jesus in my ear. A related story. Her first name, Alma. Alma about this tall. She was not given to coffee chit-chat. She was a force to be reckoned with. If she disagreed with you about anything, she would wander right up to you and tell you. She was a Mainer, which means she had a particular East Coast accent. She was formidable. She was proper. 
she was elegant, and to church on Sunday morning, sitting almost always where Elizabeth is sitting today, she would be wrapped in one of her several fur coats. Phoenix, Arizona, fur coat. Elegant, proper. At the death of her second husband, whose name was John, by the way, her first husband's name was also John. It was her second husband's oldest brother. Ask me about that later. Alma called me at the office. Pastor, she said, John has died. Meet us at the mortuary. We have some things to discuss. I met she and her son, also named John, at the mortuary. We were seated in an ante room. The door was closed. It was just the three of us. She sat there, perfect posture, and looked at you in a way that required you to have perfect posture. And then I began with, I am so sorry for your loss. I'm sure this is awful. I can't imagine what this feels like. And she put her hand up as if to say, I will hear none of that. And then it was her turn to speak. Pastor, your job is to preach the gospel. No fluff about John as a great father, a good business person, a good husband. No, your job at the funeral is to preach the gospel. Anything less, and John and I will get up and walk out. Are we clear? Preach the gospel. I suspect I had heard that same message on the day of my ordination or at four different uh, parishes that Melissa and I served at services of installation. But this time, it was the steady, even commanding voice of Jesus reminding me of my purpose. That what I said from the pulpit in declaring the gospel would have consequences that my preaching should bear results. Preach the gospel, anything less, and we'll walk out. I remember my opening line to that sermon in, in a way that I cannot remember opening lines to any other sermon. I remember it so very clearly because it came from a gesture where Alma was seated right there. There she was, wrapped in another one of her furs, John in the designer three-piece black suit and tie. And I launched into my sermon, and she took a deep breath, and she nodded, and shifted her weight into her chair, as if to say, the gospel 
will be preached. Her voice was to me the voice of Jesus asking me to preach good news for Jesus' sake. The season of Epiphany in the Christian calendar is the closing of one chapter of Jesus' story, and then a time set aside to celebrate the light and life of Jesus now come to be among us, as promised. Epiphany is the promise of light having arrived, light that casts out darkness, light that leads us away from fear. The season of Epiphany invites us to search for more light, to see light as leading us into what is to come next. Light as an antidote for despair, dismay, even our own consternation. As the twinkle of Christmas fades and Valentine's candy already being stocked on grocery shelves, I encourage you to stop in this moment of epiphany, to stand in the light, to be bathed by the light, to welcome this new year in all of its light, and then listen for the voice of Jesus leading you on light's path. Hear the call of the divine to help you navigate away from what causes you fear. Overhear the call from the one who beckons you into joy and engagement, into service and compassion. And my prayer is that you will hear that particular voice as a kind and steady heart beckoning to you. Amen. Let us pray. Ever-present God, you challenge us to follow you, not by staying as we are, but by stepping out in faith with courage, freed from our fears. You challenge us to trust you and be prepared for all that finds its way to us. Even when the load is heavy and our fears get the best of us, as challenges come, so come the generous blessings of God. Broken lives are made whole, weakened faith made sturdy, uncharted paths are lit by your light, and fear stripped by your encouragement. This year, O oh God, grant us resilient courage, a kind and steady heart to be fearless as we listen to the leading of your voice. Amen. We go out with joy, awake and aware of God's presence, freed from fear to love generously. Bring transformation and hope to the world. And may the abundant blessings of God be yours today and always. Amen. Please take a time to greet people with peace, the sign of peace of God to those around you.